With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, I'm Dean Blandino, and as a newly minted Detroit Lions fan, I always listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast, your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who have never dropped a Matthew Stafford pass. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 306. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my happy good hair day co-host, the Riz, Jeff Risden. How you doing, brother? I am freshly showered and ready to talk. Oh, you look so good. You look so good. So clean. You smell good, too. I, I do smell good. You'll have to get the smell of vision working there. <laughs> People think we're, we're, we're like states apart. We're actually just across the room from each other. Uh, <laughs> in today's show, we're going to talk about the Carolina game. Not that we want to, but we need to, I think. A little bit of talk about that. A <sighs> um, little talk about Patricia. Um, we're going to look ahead, injury reports, and look ahead to the Texans game tomorrow. We're going to talk about Bob Quinn's draft history. How has he done? It came up in uh, one of the Patreon chats. And uh, it said, you know, it's time to really do a, a revisit on that and see see where he's landed and how he's done. And, well, I was actually a little surprised. All right, so we'll talk about that. And we're going to start, um, we'll talk about a little bit. We're going to be doing a big series on hiring coaches and GMs. And I'm going to outline a little of the stuff that we're doing along the way. There's a lot of good stuff there. That and a whole lot more. we got a great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. A couple of quick announcements first. Check us out and help us out on Patreon. Don't know why my voice broke there. Special thanks to Dylan from... He's from Guam! Oh, my God. <laughs> of course, our very first stoner, Mathis, and Brian B. from I Prevail. Brian Burkheiser, I Prevail Band. IPrevailBand.com. Check them out. They got great stuff. Uh, new live Yes, and I am proud out. to say that I was at the live show where they recorded the very first track on their latest live album, Bow down live in Grand Rapids at 20 Monroe, and I can't wait to see them again. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, I can't. I'm dying. I'm dying, and everything looks like it's locking down. I try to make plans for the Christmas holiday to get to Detroit, see the fam and all that, maybe see the Bucks game, but everybody seems to be saying that now they're putting Checkpoint Charlie up, so it looks like I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, be, be smart this weekend, folks. Preemptively, no matter where you are, you probably hate your governor, uh, and that's neither here nor there but uh, just be safe and be smart out there thank you jeff all right <laughs> um anyway patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast all those people have that in common they support us um that's you know and you'll see you guys i'm i was just dropping with riz a little bit i'm stoked about senior bowl this year i am so stoked about senior bowl this is like a whole new this is great this is a ball of wax it's gonna be a lot of fun um uh, and we got some really cool stuff in the in the hopper already for that so anyway um 
you help us send us there and, and to the, the training camp and all the other stuff that we do by going to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. As little as a dollar a month will get you access to the Slack chat, the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. I mean, Riz hasn't quit. I mean, it's got to be somewhat smart. <laughs> I'm still there. So still throwing spaghetti at some walls. Sometimes, sometimes it's six. <laughs> great, great place. Really good people, as a matter of fact. Uh, yes. One it's, a good, it's a good community. And we, we do disagree in there quite a bit. But there's much less of the poo flinging and much more of the, well, I don't understand why you see it that way. Tell me why you see it that way, which right. is what we all need to get to as a society and the, the agree to disagree at the end and still friends. And yeah. I think one of the most heartwarming things, Greg, great. Congratulations again, Greg. And um, I don't remember your wife's name off the top of my head. I'm sorry, but that's, that's probably a good sign. Um, anyway, <laughs> the, uh, he, they had, they had their first baby and everyone came they together did. and uh, put together a donation package for him. And so it was really cool. Just a really, really good community of people that uh, are, are gathered around the Lions and, and a lot of other topics as well. So check us out. Slack, uh, get to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get in there and have a good time. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast. The, give us a follow. Give us a follow at DET Lions podcast right now so that you can see Riz with. Sin pantalones. <laughs> Subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Also, youtube.com slash DLP Clips. DLP Clips for when you don't have the time for all. I don't know. I was going to say something. When you need a quickie. <laughs> yeah. It's a good for that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to do inches, but I said time. So I wrecked the whole thing and then I froze. All right. Yeah. When you need a quickie, youtube.com slash DLP Clips. Otherwise, hang out with us at youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Subscribe, follow, all that stuff. We're putting great clips up, uh, kind of like the 12 Days of Christmas, of all the good stuff that happened during the 24-hour uh, podcast-a-thon for St. Jude. And uh, there's some really, really good stuff. Just loaded the Billy Sims uh, interview, I believe, but we've got Wayne Fonts up there. We've got some Justin Rogers, some other really, really good ones that happened. We've got another Justin Rogers interview that we did on that as well. Um, we're at 17, almost 17.6 race so far at St. Jude. stjude.org slash DLP. Wow. If you guys can hit over there, and we're we're cracking it on the auction. If you go to auction.detroitlionspodcast.com, there's two pages of awesome autographed, uh, in, you know, signed in uh, merchandise from players and jerseys and helmets and footballs and the whole nine yards. Check it out. Every 100 of that goes to St. Jude. So auction.detroitlionspodcast.com, or if you just want to give cash, St. Jude.org/dlp. There you go. Rate us, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart, wherever, wherever you find us. Give us those five stars, please. Uh, those five stars are forever, right? If you get something you can't give us five stars, head us over, head on over to the subreddit. We're happy to talk about it. We'll, we'll find out why and what it would take to get you to get us to five stars because otherwise it doesn't mean anything. So five stars only and uh, hit us in the subreddit <laughs> if you if you got something else. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions podcast, or call us in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. Leave us messages and get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit, and we're going to start off, woo, Carolina loss. <sighs> um, I'm going to did that happen? It, it did, and and it's funny because people are mad about it, and 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 I'm I'm frustrated too. So I don't want to I don't want to say ha ha people are mad, right? Because that's that's actually one of the dumbest things that's happened in society. You mad, bro? I hate that. Um, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it is like that is idiocracy in a in a word in a phrase. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, yeah, it was it was horrible, and it was just painful as hell to watch. But like within a day, I qu- I had the caring part was gone. You know I'll be I mean? honest. I, I so so I'm watching that game, and, and as you know, my duties require me to watch the Browns at the same time. And I I completely tuned out on the Lions in the second half of that game. Um, I I just, I just saw that it wasn't going anywhere. There was no compelling reason to keep watching because they were not only were they not competitive, they were boring. Yeah. And that that came up in our, in our in our Patreon Slack chat quite a bit is how how just uninspired and bleh that game was and the entire Lions effort was. And that that's you know. Say what you will, and we will about Matt Patricia um, and his coaching thing. But but that was just a completely disengaged game. There was no reason it, it it never it never moved the needle at all in any positive direction from the opening kickoff to the end. It was just like oh, it just kind of happened. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. It, it's it's like eating at McDonald's. You, you just, uh, instead of going to like a good place, you yeah. know, you're just like, nah, it's yeah, there in the all moment. Right. It, it's okay. But afterwards you regret every second of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, the, um, it, it was, it was just, if, if we're not hearing otherwise and adamantly and, and, and had the evidence to support it, you would have th- thought after that game that, uh, coach Patricia had lost the locker room. You, you would have come, you would have, yeah. yeah, they gave up on yeah. it. They didn't play for him at all. And that may be the case. I don't know. Maybe they're afraid, like they're blinking the the Morse code. Help me! I don't know. But <laughs> it's <Blink>. it's, <laughs> it's um, it, it, I don't I know I don't know how he's it, it was just him for keeping the team. But God, they, they was so uninspired. The the offense it was just so flat. And anemic. and so I I get why they got uninspired as the game trans transpired. You're out there without your two best receivers, Gall- Galladay and and Amendola. Stafford's not playing particularly well. The line is the worst the offensive line has been in quite some time. So I understand why they're like, okay, this is let's just let's just get out of here, go home, and, and be happy and, <laughs> that it's over with. But yeah, it was dude, it was rough, man. The offense anemic, the play calling anemic, the execution anemic. It was it was they had an iron deficiency. That's all I. <laughs> it was it was it was it was, it was terrible. They lacked testicular fortitude, is what they lacked. That was. <laughs> Aside from lacking talent, and and I I this was another game. Carolina is is a weird team in that you know they are they're what three, they're four and six now as well, right? Yep. So um, they appear to have more top end talent on that roster than the Lions do, and so a lot of it wasn't even playing, which was which was the other disappointing part was that Carolina did that with with PJ Walker making his first career start. As you know, I am a PJ Walker fan. I liked him a lot when he was at Temple. I liked him at in the XFL and I expected him to do well. I didn't expect him to throw the two red zone interceptions, which were literally the only highlights of the day for Detroit. Uh, other than the Marvin Jones getting, getting penalizing himself from a touchdown. <laughs> oh yeah. God. Just um, so, so many stupid little things like that. But, but didn't it seem like Carolina for, for a team that's also going nowhere this year had a lot more like, pep in their step and maybe it was the fact that they're playing a a quarterback making his first start maybe it's the fact that they have a rookie head coach who still has a lot of energy going with the team i don't know but at home you know whatever yeah it it was just a very different feel between the two franchises who who now have the same record and you you could you could feel the energy from carolina that just wasn't there that the lions just didn't match it at all and i'll tell you this is this is the game and i I think i'm i would talk about this a little bit but this was the game um, 
It, it, and uh, screw me, seventy one asks: is this, is this the defining game of the Patricia era? It's the undefining game, maybe, if you will. This is the game where uh, there was a couple chances throughout this year. This was the third one where we could have gotten to five hundred. We could have taken that next step as a team. We could have put ourselves into contention. Yeah, win two in a row. We could have shown the improvement that we've been promised and that we expected. And you know, oh, slow start teams is typical. Of this, you know, whatever you want to, whatever. This was the last straw, though. You're you're out of runway now. You have yeah. to face uh, Tampa. You have to face Green Bay. You have to face Chicago again. You have to face Tennessee, and you have to face Minnesota. None of those look like a win, especially after this performance against Carolina. Right? I mean, this is the your yeah. last your last shot as a Texans. You won't be 500, and you're heading into those wins for this. This is going to define the end. Of Matt Patricia's career, I they think. needed to come out of this run at seven and four, and at best, they're going to be five and six at yeah. best. Yep, they that's, really that's tough. They just they couldn't, and and it, had they had they pulled, you know, the Colts was the other game. Um, had they pulled this out, the the Saints was the first one, right? Had they right. And those three games are pivotal games where this team could have turned, and you know that whole idea of you get on a run. And you get that confidence and you start moving. That means something. That's for real in the NFL. That's for real in sports. Oh, it, it absolutely is. And it, 100%. Yeah. And and so you're sitting here thinking that that's, that's all it's going to take for this team. They've got some talent. They've got Matthew Stafford. They've got the right people. If everybody executes, we've seen this team really come out and look just very, very sharp at times, right? And if they could put it together and maintain that, you could do a, a, a Giants run, right, through, at the playoffs. But you, you head into the playoffs in the right mindset with the right kind of Carrying the right, uh, the right kind of win loss, the whole thing. Nothing. This absolutely made sure that that was scrubbed wow. from the face of the earth, and never. And it's the end. There's no meaningful games in December now. There's, there's, there's nothing happening. And 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 frankly, this was the game that it may not define the Patricia era, but it will end, I believe, Patricia's career in Detroit. You know, I, I I agree with that. I think this was a a statement game that he is not going to be the coach that answers the problems that are in this team. That he is more the cause root root cause of the problems than the potential solution. I think you saw that in the fact that we've talked about this a lot in the Slack. We've talked a lot about, about it on Lions Wire and the things that we that Eric Schlitt and I have written. Um, we've talked a lot about it on this show. This is the most Patricia team. This is exactly what he wants his team to be like. Yep. And look at what it's done. Well, you, you think so. And then, and then I'm not disagreeing. I'm agreeing in an offhand way. Let me put it that okay. way. Um, but is Bob Quinn actually getting him the talent that he needs to implement? Yeah, they fit the mold, but they're 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 bad players in the mold for the most part. And we'll talk about it in the drafting. Piece, yeah, we, we right? need to uh, yeah we need to hold that for the draft <laughs> conversation. But yeah, uh, no, because I think that's part. I think that's part of it. And again, look, I'm not here to save Patricia. I'm not here like saying hey, it's not time for him to go or anything like that. But I'm just telling you, he probably doesn't have all the tools he needs. And Bob Quinn's a young GM, right? He he very well may go have a nice career somewhere else at some other time. This is his first stop. He learned a lot off the back of the Lions like so many have before. Belichick did, right? He had his stop in Detroit where he learned he, everything he knows. He, <laughs> <laughs> he was employed by the Lions at one point, yes. <laughs> a year and a half. Uh, so anyway, that's <laughs> that. Um, I do want to call out one thing, and this was this was this is kind of resultant of the horrible play calling and execution on offense. The defense was on the field way too long. And we're going to dive into that deeper in a moment, but I want to, I want to, I want to really just give you some, some, some stats here. 
36 minutes of possession for Carolina versus 23 for the Lions. It's a 15-minute difference, basically. It's a quarter difference. So not only did they oh. have the 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 uh, time of possession a quarter more, that means your defense, you know, you split the, everything up until then, and then your defense has to play an extra quarter of football in the field. That's no good. That's no good for any defense. They had 15 more offensive plays, 10 more first downs. They just, across the board, destroyed us. Just absolutely destroyed us. You can't expect a defense to spend a quarter more than the other opposing team's defense on the field and be effective. I don't care whose defense it is. I don't care what team you are. One-fourth of the game more on defense is a real crappy place to be. It's like the only time that that even had a shot is when you're running the run and shoot. Right. right. Remember those days? Like yes. you were scoring like crazy. And yeah. then you relied and, on and your defense. Not, we ain't doing that anymore. No. Just look at, look at the first quarter. Carolina had an eight-play, 37-yard drive. They wound up punting. They did get two first downs on that. Their next drive, 10 plays, 95 yards, five first downs, took six, over six minutes off the clock. They scored. Lions, six plays, 14 yards, one first down, and they punted three and out that took one minute and 23 seconds. <laughs> yeah. The three and outs are just murder. Just murder. Yeah. And it's not run-run pass. It's all no, different combinations of poor play calling. I mean, it's just... The Lions had... So their drives, I'll, I'll just go through their drives and because I, I think the offense bears some some judgment on this too because they were not effective and that put the defense in a bad spot. Exactly. First first downs they got on their drives. One, zero, one, 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 zero, zero, one, two, one, two. Mm. Never got more than two first downs in a, in a single drive the entire game. Mm. You cannot win football that way. Mm-mm. No, no, you now, can't. Now, again, the, the con- there is context there. They're without three regular starters, including two of your three best wide receivers. That that that's context. That's not an excuse because guess what? Panthers were playing with their third string quarterback, without their all pro running back, and without their two best offensive linemen too. Yep, exactly. And the fact that we couldn't get to them, right? I I, I remember I tweeted this. And I didn't mean this because I you know I love Stafford, but um, it, wouldn't it be <laughs> great if the Lions had a quarterback as great as PJ Walker? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was just during the game frustration um yeah i will say this i wish we had a backup quarterback who was as good as pj walker yeah that'd be nice less, much less a third stringer yeah <laughs> um, maybe we can get will greer <laughs> no we get will harris uh <laughs> well, come on 2019 third round picks that suck ass oh, oh, we'll get there we'll get there <laughs> um basically the pad level was wrong the whole game right i mean is that what we're saying <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, Aaron in the chat says we could argue that Quinn got the talent and Patricia st- struggled to manage it. Um, I think we're going to find. I that, think we're going to go the opposite direction with that, quite honestly. Yeah. And we'll find that it's 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 probably a mutual thing, but I would not make that argument. And you'll see as we go on here in the show, we're going to. Mutually assured destruction. <laughs> nice story. Tells her your digest. <laughs> go a little Megadeth on y'all. Oh, man. That's right. Um, so but we, we did this. It's my spirit animal. <laughs> We're going to go right into uh, looking at uh, the Thanksgiving game. But first, I got to do this read. And then we're going to we're going to cover some some pretty heavy material here. Um, heavy in the way that uh, I think you guys are really, really enjoy it. But uh, I want to get the, the immediacy and the immediate football stuff done after I talk about the pain relief that you can find as a Lions fan in CBD. <laughs> cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com is where you go. Use the keyword lions or coupon code lions. You get 55% off. Sometimes they have sales for more. You'll get 55% minimum plus whatever sales are going on on top of it. It's a great great way to fly. 
Um, you got anxiety, Lions fan. You can't sleep, Lions <laughs> fan. You got pain, Lions fan. You need CBD. <laughs> it's what a year to pick up the sponsor. I'm telling you. <laughs> These guys were great for St. Jude. They sponsored over 10 hours of that show. They had giveaways, yes. the whole thing. Um, lot of a lot of really, really good stuff. Head on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. The gummies are the ones I, I really like. It, look, if there's and I've, I've split this out. I figured it out. Um, the stuff that does not have the Delta 8, which the chill line here is the Delta 8 stuff. This is the stuff that will give you a sensation, we'll call it, okay, from the, from the land. Where makes the things happen from. a little bit. Yeah, it makes things happen a little bit. Um, still has all the same effects, except you get just kind of a little, it's like a body buzz kind of a thing, I'd say. Um, the Delta 8 line, good stuff, really, really cool. Uh, it won't put you to sleep, but you'll stay asleep. So if you're having trouble Ooh. staying asleep, get a good night's sleep. And it's now, deep, see that that's that's where I sleep. need it because I can fall asleep okay, but I wake up a lot. This stuff this will put you down, and and it's not like it's good sleep. It's not like you wake up groggy or anything. You just like come wake up, shake it off, and go. But it's that level four deep sleep, regenerative sleep that your body needs. It's it's this stuff. I swear by it. I, I'm this is like I'm, my fifth one of these things I'm going through. These things are great. Um, I order order you, now, folks. If you like order. a cleaner mind, if you like to feel, you know, without the the other stuff, get the stuff that's not the Delta Eight stuff. Um, gummies, the same thing. They're they're the same. You know, you get the mil- the same milligram or whatever. Um, there's no feeling in your mind at all. There's like literally, you can operate heavy machinery uh, on on that and still have the same relief from the anxiety, pain, and all the stuff. I've um, you know, with different job stuff or whatever, I found that that's very very helpful. Uh, we need to keep your wits about you. Uh, that's a great way to go. The oils are awesome. I like the gummies just because I, I enjoy. That's my one sugar <laughs> that I get. <laughs> that. <laughs> the oil is really really good. Um, it's you take a dropper and you put like half of it under your tongue. Same effects. Um, happens a little quicker. You feel the effects. Doesn't last quite as long. It's you know one half doesn't on the one six the other. But great stuff. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Use coupon code Lions. There you go. All right, let's talk about the injury report, Riz. Who do we got on the Walking Wounded series? Are we even going to be able to field a backup team against the Texans? Texans? Well, we will be fielding backup offensive linemen because Hal Vitae, Big V, is on injured reserve. Um, we probably knew that that was coming, but uh, it's official now. Um, with his foot injury, he is going to miss at least three weeks, and I would suspect he will miss the rest of the year. Um, that's is, just my speculation on it. I don't know that, but it seems like he's probably going to be done with his first year. What a swing and, and that's, a miss. That's very disappointing. <laughs> I mean, and, and look, every GM, no GM is perfect, right? And that's not how we're going to, we're approaching this at all. But uh, Hala Pulovati, oh, I can't even do it now. La Pulovati Thank you. Um, <laughs> my gosh, this is a huge swing and a miss and a lot of money down the drain for a guy that's actually hurt us basically when he's on the field every time and i don't want i don't want to be complete like you know throughout the baby with the bathwater kind of mindset here but the, the before he showed up the offensive line was working pretty well if you remember it's the 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 swap for him from graham glasgow is a net loss there is no doubt about that especially when you consider that vitae was signed to play right tackle not right guard and couldn't beat out Tyrell Crosby, who is on his best day an average starting right tackle. Which is good in the NFL, though. 
I and, and, and yes, that's 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 not that's not dissing Tyrell. He's good enough to start. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and on on any team, and, and has has had his moments this year where he's been quite good. And who was on his left at, at guard? Was it Jackson that was playing there? And that when Vitae yeah. was out, that yeah. offensive line, what the first two three games was strong. Yeah, when, when Dahl was on the left side yeah. and Jackson was on the right. Yeah, that was strong. And Vitae, we 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 had to plug him in. Why? And this is one of those things. This is one of those things that's gonna, you know, that that kind of pay forty five million dollars for a guy who couldn't start on another team. He damn well better start on your team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and when you're wrong, you can't walk away. That's a bad move, man. That's a real bad look. You got to be able to cut bait and say I made a mistake and move the f on. Hope everyone forgets, but you got to move on. You uh-huh. can't you can't double down on bad moves. That's no. And, and you know what? We talk about the Patriot way a lot. One of the things that the Patriots are exceptional at is acknowledging when they make a mistake and cutting bait very quickly. Yes. They do that better than anybody that's that hasn't permeated to the Quintricia regime here. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So we got uh, Vitae out. Anybody else? How's Galladay? Is he looking to be in? That I don't know yet. I, I'm, not, I'm looking at the wrong report here. Okay. I burnt the wrong screen up. That's my mistake. No, no, uh, la, la, la. We still love okay. you guys. Uh, let me look here. It's your first one of 2020. You get one a year, so you're you're okay. I, I do. Um, <laughs> what the hell? No, my. So I'm I'm using my old laptop here because it has better audio quality. And my microphone didn't like my new laptop, so. Ooh, we got Galladay is out. Thank you, chat. Okay, there we go. Yes. So. All right. Um, Galladay and Amendola are out. Jeff Okuda is also out. Um, Oruwarie has a is listed with a back injury, but he will play. <laughs> oh my god uh yeah so you're you're t- so if you have watson in fantasy be sure to start him this week oh and, oh and by the way deshaun watson is having a monster mon- mvp caliber season for a team that has three wins i have him on fa- in fantasy and he's oh yeah i do too he's, yeah um uh, have some injuries of their own but nothing that severe i'm happy to have uh, Deshaun on my uh, fantasy team because it's a keeper league and that team's only going to get better and if he's doing this good with a three win season my man is going to do just fine he's going to be he's I'm, I'm glad I got him um, yeah no okay right. so there's our injury report let Let's, me pull up the entire injury report here I, I got it now okay uh, ruled out Galladay Amendola Deshaun Hand Austin Bryant Jeff Okuda and Mike Ford um, Ford, by the way, that concussion that he got, you could tell right away that it was bad. Uh, and I hope that he winds up being okay from that. Cause that, that didn't look good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. questionable. We have Deandre Swift, Reggie Ragland and Omani, Omani Oruwarie. How about Reggie oh. Ragland? Can we just say how great he's been on this team? Like, like he's what been a really, really good in a limited role yeah. for sure. Yeah. I'm so glad we picked him up. That was a good move. Quinn. That was a good move. That was a, that was a real good move. Um, you got a big, slow linebacker who can play. Yeah, which is the difference, <laughs> right? I mean, look, we talk about getting the people for Patricia. There's big, slow linebackers of all shapes and sizes. <laughs> but it really comes down to whether they can or can't play, and we've been drafting the latter uh, yeah, rather than the former. Yeah. Nobody right. else has an injury designation. There were a lot of guys who were limited in practice. Well, practice in air quotes because they didn't actually practice this week on this short week um they just did estimations but uh stafford hawkinson jared davis christian jones among the others who were listed with having injuries but are not carrying an injury designation into the game yep yep all right let's uh look ahead to the texans really quick um keys for the lions here uh riz this this is tough they the injuries they have 
the 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 uh, defense is going to be limited. The offense is going to be limited. Is this a, a game for special teams to pull it out for the Lions? Uh, that would be great if they could. And and the Texans do not have great special teams. They have not had good special teams in quite some time. They have a decent kicker in, in Kai Forbath, um, who has his actual first name actually has 37 letters, I want to say, in it. I had to write it out one time when I was mentioning Texans wire, and it's really annoying. Uh, but they, they don't have great special teams. So there is a chance here for uh, for for Coombs unit to, to shine a little bit. Hopefully they're not the only points that they get. So the Texans defense is worse than the Lions, statistically speaking, and it, it makes sense because they run the same base defense. Romeo Cornell is their head coach. He took over from being their defensive major domo, and he runs the – honestly, Matt Patricia's defense is based on Romeo Cornell's defense. Yeah. They run a little bit more of a three-man front traditionally, although this year they are playing almost exclusively a four-man front and J.J. Watt is not playing a five technique. He's playing a seven or even a wide nine more mm-hmm. and did great against New England last week, by the way, doing that. So this is the, the, th- the point there is that the, the defenses will be familiar for the other offenses because they're basically based on the same blueprint. Houston does a little bit more blitzing, um, more, more from the side. They have a little bit more dynamic uh, outside linebacking presence. And a guy like Whitney Merciless, who's having a rotten year, um, but still, he, he, he's, he's a better version of the Jack that, that you would want in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Their defense cannot stop the run is the big issue. And they're going to be without uh, P.J. Hall on the inside. That's a big loss for them. He took over for D.J. Reader, who they missed terribly. Um, went to Cincinnati, was, was uh, a very underappreciated free agent that I wish the Lions would have signed. Going up getting hurt. But that's beside the point. Um, they miss him a lot. They, they just don't have the interior presence. They 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 desperately needed John Penasini, quite yeah. honestly, and to inject in the middle of their line to you know Maybe get a little more erect Watson. on the inside. And uh, <laughs> Penasini, by the way, played his best game of the season last week. Yep. I thought, and a lot of fans thought, he wound up having the worst grade of any lion on Pro Football Focus. That's nuts. Yep. That, that's a that's a different conversation to have at another time, but just file that away. Um, I thought Penasini played very well, quite yeah. honestly. Yeah. Uh, they do not have any interior push. They do not have Bernardrick McKinney at the second level. He is their version of Jared Davis, though he's much better than Jared Davis. Um, sort of that linebacker who is responsible for finding the run fill in the A or B gap. He they, they They're missing that quite a bit. Their cornerbacks are dreadful. Yeah. Dreadful. Uh, um, as much as we bag on Jeff Okuda, he would easily be the top cornerback in Houston this year. That's how bad their cornerbacks are. Yeah. So this is a suboptimal week to not have Kenny Galladay and Danny Amadola because they could have okay, thrown the ball. They could have made some hay. But but and then you talk about the run up the middle. The the good news for the Texans is that um we don't have a run game to to beat them. And actually that works when Swift is out. With Swift in, we might have a shot against these guys. But boy, the uh the run game has been pretty tough. <laughs> the run we game, missed, the, the problem missed. with the Lions run game is that they give it away by their formation. And this yep. is, this is another conversation we've had in the slack about the, the, the value of pre-snap motion. And they don't motion into or out of run plays very well. They will stick with it. You never hear Stafford yelling, kill, 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 or whatever it is to, to get out of it. They run it even when the defense has the run diagnosed and it has people in place to stop it, they don't switch out of it. I don't think that's a Stafford thing. I think that's a Patricia or Bevel thing. Um, And and by the way, 
Seattle and Minnesota fans both complained about that with Daryl Bevel when he was there too. Right. It's Just, it's it's the idea of we're gonna beat them. We're gonna they don't right. We're gonna ex- we're gonna out execute them. Yeah. yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> 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 oh. you're just not <laughs> yeah no that's that's the absolute pisses me off. um and i want to go back to the romeo cronell thing um you know where romeo cronell worked before he was with the texans was in kansas city yes and the year after he left andy reed was hired and they won 11 games so i just want to say we, we, we've got the cronell defense with the cronell type players although they're not the greatest there's hope. Right. There's hope. There's there is hope. Happened and, and, historically and, in the past that somebody has taken a crap team with a defense like this and done well. So we aren't necessarily burdened with three years of terrible defensive play. You know, no, but it's going to be different. But, but, I think, but look, go through that again because Cornell also is the base design for the Patriots and the Titans defenses. Mm-hmm. Those are also bottom bottom I want to say bottom five defenses I think Seattle's the only other team that that isn't in that tree that isn't in the bottom five right now it was a defense that had a specific place and time and that time has passed the NFL has gone to smaller quicker faster more tempoed offenses this defense does not match up against that in any of those cities any of those teams their personnel just just isn't designed to do that that's that's a fundamental problem. That's a flaw that has been exploited, and that's not an easy fix um, if you're stuck with a lot of guys in that, that that fit that that specific scheme. Tennessee has made it work a little bit because they do have a good pass rusher, a couple good pass rushers, and they have great they have two great safeties. Neither of them is playing particularly well this year, but Kevin Bayard is a very very good safety, um, much better than than what Tracy Walker has been in Detroit, um, even when Walker was playing well. Yeah, and that's. That that's kind of the key to it, and you know it's it, it's something that you know to go to go way back in time here. It's all based off Bill Parcells, and and what they did, what Bill Parcells did with the Giants was he, when when the NFL started to play slot receivers and have a three wide receiver offense or flexing a tight end out. Mm-hmm. He went to play a 3-4. He got an extra linebacker on the field to get more speed instead of sacrificing the the, the oomph up front, knowing that you could have big linebackers to stop the run anyways. And it worked at that place in time. What countered that? The run and shoot came in. We just talked about it. That was death Uh to that style of defense, and it went away for a long time. Wade Phillips kind of brought it back. Um but but it, it really never caught back on until recently, you know, the last four or five years. With with guys like Vrabel and and Patricia and and uh, Robinson down in uh, in Tennessee and and you know that that disciple that came back because the NFL had gotten back to having bigger running backs and bigger wide receivers guys like Kenny Galladay guys like Keenan Allen yep. guys like Julio Jones where they weren't necessarily going to beat you with speed and and precision and running all over the field um, the, the emergence of the tight end coming back as a playmaker which has sort of gone away this year um, for a time. The, the the NFL has changed away from what this defense is effective against. Yeah. And that's something that's going to be an adjustment for Patricia or forever, who, whoever takes over the lions and also the Texans who are going to, well, they already fired their coach. Yeah. Romeo ain't taking over. He's 72 years old. Um, as much as I love uncle Romeo, he's not going to be a head coach again. Right. Um, that's, uh, but the thing is, and this is where I want to, uh, you know, kind of think about it from a personnel perspective. There's, there's some, people that you know need to be changed out we'll leave that as it is but it's not unthinkable that this defense couldn't come back with some some swap outs next year and be an effective defense 
I think I think that that's I think I think the young favorite. secondary core is there with yep. better coaching and better development um, and a little bit better, more smart usage of them yep. can help quite a bit. Yep. Yep. And I think that I think that will that will help a lot. So it, it, all hope isn't lost on the defensive side of the ball. Offensive side of the ball. Um, this this is going to be harder. And this is the whole the Matthew Stafford conversation. Um, that you don't want to have, right? Is he gonna? No. It, will he survive a new regime? And I, we're not going to go into that in depth no, now, no, because no. that 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 we don't know that we don't know how Sheila feels about that. We don't know how a new coach will feel about Stafford. So it's it's pointless. It's just speculating. But you do have to understand that the conversation needs to be had in in Allen Park. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Um, for sure. Um, okay, so that's that. That's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be um that's gonna, gonna be, be January. Yeah, yeah. Yay. Uh, maybe maybe a little before, but yeah, January. It, we it's one of the end of the season deals, so we'll get there. Um okay, Texans game. Let's do a, a quick prediction, Riz. How do you think this game is gonna end up? I don't see I don't see the Texans stopping Hawkinson. Um, they specifically struggle against tight ends who can make plays. Hawkinson has not played great. He's been good, not great the last few games. I think he's due for a great game. I think he's going to break out. I think he's going to have six catches, 66 yards, and two touchdowns. But those will be the only Lions scores. They'll, they'll get a couple of Prager field goals, uh, and they will come up short 30 to 20. Uh, they do not have an answer for Deshaun Watson. What Deshaun Watson did last week to New England should not be allowed. He 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 took advantage of the exact problems that the Lions defense has with New England and just shoved it down their throats. He is playing exceptional football right now. He is seeing the field well. He's seeing the defense. He's reacting to it. He's 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 doing the 4D chess thing. He's like making moves three times in advance, knowing that, that, that that's going to set things up. He's he he's God. He's so good. Yeah. He's so much fun to watch too. Yep. You know the Texans are bad, but they're fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, Wouldn't that'd yeah, be nice. Yeah. I just hope we can get away without a uh, challenge flag. <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Justin Forsett. By the way, it, I I will shamelessly plug my my friend Matt Stevenson Ravenswire. Justin Forsett, the man who was responsible for the conversation we're having now. Um, he, he made a little fun video that he did uh, because uh, there's a lot of running back injuries in, in Baltimore specifically where he, he primarily played um, with his kids going through like a kid obstacle course with his toys. And he's like, nah, man, I'm done. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's worth seeing. It's fun. He, he, he's in on the joke on himself, which is, which is kind of cool. That's awesome. All right. Um, all right. That, was the la- that was the last time we played the Texans on, on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was. That's why I keep bringing it up. <laughs> um, you, you talked about motion ahead of the snap. The one other thing yeah. that I wanted to talk about is that we don't use tempo. We have been absolutely at all terrible. Oh, hey, look. Oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> gobble, gobble from CJ Miller. Five bucks in the super chat. Uh, it looks like it's working, Logan. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's a refresh or what buddy but okay uh, there we go all right so uh thank you so much cj gobble gobble yes, back at you. you back at you all right um let's see here i want to talk about um let me hit fanatics first fanatics at detroit lions podcast.com any kind of sports memorabilia or or merchandise that you want head on over fanatics at detroit lions podcast.com takes you to the official store for just about every league uh it's the real stuff high quality material you'll look good in it no matter what team you're wearing 
Um, again, I've said this last time, the Michigan hockey jerseys, the sweaters are my favorite of all the looks out there. They're just, just awesome. They're sharp. Yeah. 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 Um, so we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Uh, all right. So we'll move on. Uh, let's get into this. The lions have, Oh, sorry. Um, that's fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. There, there's three, uh, lions have the second least quarterback hits despite having the fourth most defensive plays defensive genius. My arsh. From Corner Jackal 91. Um, that was in the subreddit. And he, he posted a graphic that I'm going to put up uh, right now really quick. It's showing up. And just so you see, you see the, the Patriots right. so, yeah. on the bottom so, left. So kind of it's, it's an XY axis thing. So I, I'm terrible at math, but I do understand this from helping my kids do their homework. Yeah. So you got left and right on here is the total number of plays. And up and down is the total number of quarterback hits. And you see the Lions. Jesus, have, Pittsburgh's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the Lions have the fourth most plays on defense. And other than the Patriots, who are down kind of obscured by the holly there. Uh, and sorry, audio listeners, listener. we'll try to make, you know, we'll try to do theater of the mind here. Um, yes. are, are, are the second worst at, at quarterback hits. Okay. Yeah. So, so they're, they're right there. So the other teams that are in their general vicinity are the Texans, Titans, Jets, Browns, Vikings, and Jaguars. Yep. Um, of those teams, Tennessee's actually pretty good, but they win because their offense and, and special teams have been good. The Browns are good because they just pound the ball down everybody's freaking throats, yep. and Miles Garrett's a superhuman. Um, other than that, their defense is wretched. Yep. Um, that That's <laughs> that's the ballpark you're in here, guys. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do something here because I am a uh, statistical genius. It's been referred to me. Uh, I've been referred to as I've heard that about times. you. Yes. So, oh, look at that. <laughs> is that a distribution line? How about that, huh? <laughs> wow. Look, if you take you know 90% of it, 80%, 85%, whatever, the, the vast majority is you go high left to low right, right? Yeah. So what is it? The fewer plays, the more quarterback hits you have versus the more plays you're on the field, the less quarterback right. hits you have. So I think there's going to be two things we can take away from this. The fewer plays you have, the more likely you are to have stolen the ball away, knocked the ball out, had some quarterback hits, gotten three and outs, right? The more plays you have, the more tired your defense is, the poor, the poorer you're performing, and the less quarterback hits you're going to have. Um, now, we could talk about the reasoning before, but the distribution doesn't lie, right? It's basically a, a top left to bottom right line, and it's just it, it just seems to be that the more plays you're on defense, the fewer quarterback hits you get. Go ahead. Now, now you can. So, so just for for the listeners here, um, the the two things that really stand out to me: number one, Pittsburgh is like miles above everybody else, relatively speaking, in terms of quarterback hits. Uh, no, no, and just in terms of the the function. Yep. Um, they're they're at the very top. Um, and and well above. Is that the Ravens that are next? Yes, that's yep. the Ravens. Um, they're like the Rams have four. faced. A, a shit ton of fewer plays than any other team. Um, that's that's the that's the x-axis, correct? Is plays? Yep. They have like a hundred fewer plays than the next team. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's Seattle, which is way the heck over on the other side. Um, that has it's like seven hundred and twenty plays. Over a hundred play, almost hundred and ten plays more. Oh no almost 55 plays more than the next team, which is Carolina, which we just saw. Right. I um, mean, Carolina's defense, by the way, is wretched, except when they're playing the Lions. And they have the, the they're right on the average line for the number yeah. of hits. And KC, yeah. KC couldn't be more average. KC and the Bills 
right? I mean, they're just right at the center point. You don't win with defense anymore. That's but those teams. Those those teams are both really good. Yeah. Um. The uh, the teams that are clustered around the middle are are generally the better teams here. Yeah. You got Miami. You got Arizona in there. The Saints are in there. The Buccaneers are a little on the high side of that. Yep. Um. The Bears. Well, they suck now, but they started really well in defense. Yeah. You know the the Raiders are in there. Um, the Browns are sort of into that group. The you know the, the Eagles, the Eagles are not good, even though they're going to make the playoffs. Um, and and the Ravens are are also high up. They're the next closest team to the Steelers, though they're not going to make it because their offense is ground to a freaking halt um, because half of them have COVID or retired or got injured. Uh, you don't win with defense anymore. You have to have a good offense to win. Yep, that's 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 one of the overriding principles of the game today if your defense is average and that's the the, the chiefs are in the dead center of the axis yep. there right where the x and the y meet yep. which means they are dead average if you can you can win with that if your if your offense is good that's all you need if you if you have an exceptional defense like pittsburgh does it also helps that your offense happens to be pretty good too. Yeah, yeah. and you <laughs> that's can why they're unbeaten. You can see with Pittsburgh. I mean, they're in the bottom six teams, eight teams of yeah. plays, and they've they've got over ninety five quarterback hits. Right where eighty is the next highest of the Ravens. I mean, it's it's crazy. The distribution is is such that the Lions. I wouldn't use this as a way to say the Lions coaching defensive coaching. They're stats. not well based on the distribution model, though. They are in the lowest right hand corner, which would make them technically the worst of that distribution. Right. Right. Help help me out on the math well, interpretation there, because I'm not so a math magician. It's not worst or best, right? It's just along the distribution line. They just have a lot of it would plays. Be the lowest. You're right, and they have the fewest yeah. hits. But it seems like everybody who has a lot of plays, except a few outliers, have fewer quarterback hits. And as you go fewer plays, right. you walk your way up. So they're right in the distribution where they should be, which says, so this isn't something that makes them outlier as a bad defense. This isn't, And it's, it goes back to, look, if you didn't like, and, and I'm going to delve a little bit into politics here, if you didn't like Donald Trump or you didn't like uh, Barack Obama, right, it's okay. It's okay not to like them and bring up things that, that, that they did. But... There's so much of this like made up stuff about both of those guys that people like try to throw out there is like, yeah, now he's really bad. He kicked a puppy. No, just if 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 they're bad, the truth is enough. You don't need to use the rhetoric and make stuff up, right? And that's that's where it is with yes. this. You don't need to make stuff up. What this shows me with the distribution line and where they fall, this isn't a reason to hate them. There's plenty of good reasons to hate them, but this isn't one of them. Is basically where my head goes at once I I started looking at this. So. I, I understand. So I, you actually convinced me a little bit there that the, the fact, and, and one of the side things is that this is not a playmaking defense mm-hmm. and they don't get off the field. Well, they did get two interceptions last week. Um, they, before that, they had had one takeaway in four games. So that, and, and again, you're playing a quarterback making his first career start. He made two egregious mistakes in the, in the, both of them were in the end zone, were they not? Yeah, they were. Um, you're not going to get that lucky um, when you're playing Deshaun Watson, um, who just doesn't, he doesn't flip it, flippantly turn the ball over like that. You're, you're right, though. A lot of the teams that are clustered around where the Lions are generally don't force a lot of turnovers. They're, they're much more of the bend, don't break style of defenses as a philosophy. Right. I think that's, that, that plays to your point that, you know, the it's, it's not them trying they're not trying as hard to hit the quarterback like pittsburgh is or like baltimore is um they're trying to be that more passive aggressive work from the back end to the the back end is more important than your front end 
Right. And that, that's what a lot of the teams that are in that distribution model are. And if you look at Pittsburgh, it's the opposite model, right? They're eat. We want to go eat. Right. Right. And they, they, they have they, Mika they Fitzpatrick and what's left of Joe Hayden. And that's it. Yeah. They're beyond that. Their secondary is terrible. And right. Steelers fans will tell you their secondary is terrible. Yeah. But they're Mike Tomlin eat now mode, right? And that's yeah. what they do. They go after the quarterback and they make him run and they scare him. That's what they're after. And so they, you know, they they have different approaches and that's where they 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 kind of. When was the last time the Lions ran a zero blitz? <laughs> I'm not sure. Jim Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. All right, so there you oh, go. There's God. there's that whole idea of um the kind of dis- it was just a, a chat piece, and I saw it, and I was like, we can we can do something with this. We can use numbers on this and, and take a better look at it. I want to take another uh, topic that's kind of come up, and again, I think it's – I don't know if it's the same or not. This is probably a good um, a good measure of, of why not to like your coach. <laughs> um, Adam Gase has a better record than Matt Patricia over the last 42 games. Oh, no. Really? And while that's happened, Duran Harmon and Taylor <sighs> Decker are riding with Matt to the wheels fall off. So I think after the Carolina game, they're done riding, right? Because <laughs> the wheels came off of that bus. Holy cow. Oh, the wheels came off of Decker's game. That's for sure. That was the worst game he's played in a long time. Yeah. Brian Burns, by the way, NFC Defensive Player of the Week um, for his efforts. Congratulations to Mr. Burns. So think about this. When they hired Adam Gates and we were laughing at the Gates face, we should have got the Gates face. It would have been worth one more win. Oh, my God. Oh my God! Yeah, that's that like painful. like like the Jets players seriously wonder if he's a serial killer on the side. Right, right, right. Oh my <laughs> God! So there you go. Oh God! And those are two of the top that, guys we're talking about. Then, right? I mean, Vrabel got got scooped up, um, but he wasn't my guy. I know, I know, he was. I know he was. <laughs> but think about it; he would have had to play Sorry. with the uh, Jelani Tavai. Um. And that's why Austin in the chat who says he heard that Bob Quinn isn't going anywhere. I wouldn't count on that. I wouldn't count no, on that uh, at all. So, so I'll, I'll interject. You they got somebody in the building. Isn't got nobody. In the I'll building. interject <laughs> from, from somebody who is in the building on a semi-regular basis, who has told me repeatedly this year that they are a package deal. They are either coming back together or they are not coming back. Period. Uh, I, I, and this person, I won't say that, that that person knows Sheila well, but knows them better than anybody else who would be talking about it would. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. And, and by the way, in nobody on, nobody in that building um, that, that I've talked to, and I, I know all the beat writers, I know a lot of the, the, the ancillary people around, none of them know what Sheila thinks about what's going on. Nobody does. Yeah. She hasn't said anything off the record to anybody. So whatever you hear is just people talking out their butt. Yep, making stuff up. Yep. There you go. All right, and we will find out very soon because there are no meaningful games coming in December, and we're going to we're going to give you a reason uh-huh. why to doubt what you heard on the National Enquirer podcast. Um, okay, so let's see. Last type of topic I want to hit is <laughs> I'm just reading from the chat. <laughs> I make. I make so many enemies this year. <laughs> okay. I just took a drink. I'm about to spray it on the computer. Oh, my God. Um, That's brilliant. I love it. As much as you and I and everybody who, including his family, hates Aaron Rodgers, um, he said something that I got to give him credit for. Stafford doesn't get enough credit for what he does. He did that in the Pat McAfee uh, show. I got to, you know what? 
I hate you, Aaron Rodgers, and I'd still punch you in the face, but that was nice of you to say. <laughs> and he and and it came up in the context of Pat Mahomes throwing no look passes. Yep. Um and and so Rodgers was like, I don't get credit for that either. And then he took a drink and he came back and unprompted went into like a minute and a half on how awesome Matthew Stafford is and how he doesn't get enough credit for what he does. Um, that that says a lot about the respect around the league for Matthew Stafford. Because if Aaron Rodgers is saying that, Rodgers, I, I got to admit, I'm with you, man. He's good on the Pat McAfee show. Mm-hmm. I, so I'm not a mm-hmm. I'm not a Pat McAfee guy. That his what he does just isn't me. It, it's it's not something that appeals to me. Um, he's good at what he does. It's just not. I, I'm not his the right guy to, to listen to it. That's not, that, that's, that's a me thing. That's not a him thing. Right. Right. Uh, but, but Rogers is really good on there and, and candid and open. And the fact that he talked about Stafford reverentially the way he did um, that that's going to carry some weight around the league. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, well, and, and he's great. I mean, Pat McAfee it does a great job at what he does. He's funny. He's 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 witty and he's 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 in his space. And um, he does he does a really really good job with it with his audience. Um, I like AJ Hawk. I he like, does. He knows he, he knows his audience very well. Yeah yeah yeah. AJ <laughs> Hawk is a great a great addition on that show. And I and every time I sit there, I'm yes. like, damn it, I wish I could smoke cigars in my house because I just want to watch and have a cigar with him. But you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. All right. Um, okay, so we got all that. Let me get to the next topic really quick. Um, oh, so it's a big talk topic. Uh, let me hit. Uh, did I do Amazon already? I didn't. Let's do Amazon.DetroitLinesPodcast.com. Amazon.DetroitLinesPodcast.com. Black Friday's coming. If you're gonna buy, if you're gonna buy, which most people are, head on over to Amazon.DetroitLinesPodcast.com. Use go there that way. They give us a kickback for everything you buy. Nothing's more expensive. It's 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 the same price. But you just take a little bit of that money out of Bezos' pocket and put it in ours instead. It's a great way to support the show by doing something you were going to do anyway, especially in this this holiday time of year when we when we do that. Um, Riz, I, I don't know. You know, Nathan's bringing it up in the chat, and I moved on. I did a, a terrible host disservice to our audience. Our audience. Um, what was your prediction for the Texans game again? I got uh, 33 to 20 Texans. 33 to 20 Texans. Wow. Ugh. So what's the recommendation? Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. That's the recommendation. And then, um, look, for me, the fact that we're not doing a post-game show makes this an actual, a, great, a great week to do this because I don't have to pay as much attention. We're making a turkey. I know you're doing lobsters. Got all the fixings going on. It's a great day to have the game on in the background. Get your stuff done. Don't don't invest yourself in it too much. If we win, hey, that's great. You know what? Have an extra piece of pie at the end of the night and say, there you go. You're killing me one way or another, Lions. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, don't let it get you down. You've got enough to deal with with the family. If you're if you're allowed to have family around, or, or if you're just having family around, doesn't matter. Um, whatever you're doing, um, just just you got enough to deal with. So be be happy and 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 do what you can, and don't let the Lions ruin a holiday for you. It's not fair to you, your health, or your family. To let them do that, especially knowing meaningful games in September. Matt, you're the second one to say super chats aren't working. I got one, man. I don't know why it wouldn't work. Um, try try refreshing, maybe. I don't I, I don't know what to say. Maybe there's yeah, a block. It's not my fault. I don't know. Um, sorry. That sounds so would say it's not my fault. <laughs> it's no me. Yeah. It's no me dog. That was I my neighbor said. The deal is there. It's no me dog, and I gave him a rash. It anyway. Okay. 
Um, we'll move on. Um, can okay. I want to get into Can Bob Quinn draft next, but I want to talk about what we got coming on an in-depth series, and we're going to do this. This was a suggestion by I'm a Ghost, or also known as Galaxy. In the, in the oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. He's absolutely great. Um, he left five minutes. One one got cut off, and he, he had like eleven seconds left before he got cut off the second time of of, of voice messages. Um. He, he, he's like, what is this hiring process really for a GM? Like, what is it? What goes, what, what happens in it? And he said, could you guys talk about that? And I, I just summed up five minutes and two sentences. Um, cause that's what I do. <laughs> but I started thinking about it and, and You're I was, I was like, Succinct. <laughs> I was like, this is something that really deserves, especially it's timely. And we have a couple resources we can pull in and, we're th- we're talking a little bit about working with Riz on this with Lions Wire as well to get some some articles published and kind of give some really broad and deep coverage on this uh, over the course of the next couple of shows because it's just so topical. The idea is we're going to do an in depth series of of interviews and conversations and articles about the uh, the hiring and firing in the NFL and even the broader sports world. Um, what works? What doesn't? What does the job actually consist of on a day-to-day basis? What are these people actually doing? Uh, what's the interview like when you come in to try to get one of these jobs? What, what's that? What's that? What goes on there? Uh, how to approach this effectively? Um, and we'll have some case studies, some other stuff. We also have a great author, Brian Rezepa, who wrote uh, You're Hired, A Guide to Working in Sports. A uh, great book. And uh, he'll be on in two weeks. We'll have him yes. on for an interview. Um, he spoke to 20 different coaches, GMs, and uh, um, athletic directors to detail the whole process. And like I said, the day-to-day work in these jobs and everything. He's got a, he's got his book out. We'll talk to him about that and get some of the, some of the depth going. We'll do questions. We'll let you guys call in and ask him questions as well. Um, but we're going to go, we're going to go head to toe on this because it's, it's timely, it's topical, and it's something that I think will help people as we walk through this process to understand um, wh- how these decisions are being made and what's going on through the process as it goes forward. I will say for, with everything we've seen, the process last time that the Lions went through to get to Bob Quinn was lauded universally across the NFL, across sports. They got the process right. Don't judge the process by the end result. Right. Right. And that they did the right thing. They did a lot of the right things. That's a great segue into the end result. Um, The the topic for this is Ah! Terry. Thank you. Yeah. The super chat there, or maybe that was a super sticker. It's blue. I don't know. Um, but that came through. Thank you, Terry. Really appreciate that. that uh, that's awesome. I um, didn't do it. So, okay. There we go. Um, okay. There we go. All right. So let's see. Ken Bob Quinn draft. The guys are talking in the chat about uh, the Super Chat not working. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, you can always go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com if you want to donate via the uh, the donate button there on PayPal. That works. <laughs> All right. So Terry, it works for him. I think it's you, Loretto, and Matt. You guys, you guys, maybe... Uh, Weird. I'm not weird. Okay, Bob Quinn, can he draft? I did this in a very cursory way. Thank you, Terry, again. Um, and I want to get your take. Uh, we got five drafts to work from from Bob Quinn, and we can look back and say how has he done? And for a long time, we saw some guys, and he he pulled some guys deep in the in the draft that he's hit on guys that have like eight percent six percent chances to make it in the nfl are playing as starters on this team right it's like wow that's great second round ow swing and a miss swing and a miss swing and a miss right it's been horrible it's like you need almost oh my god why am i blanking um our last gm 
Martin Mayhew. Thank you, Martin Mayhew. You need him for the first two to three rounds, and then get Quinn for the the, the bottom half, and uh, you'd you'd have a good GM out of the two of them there. Um, yeah, Nathan <laughs> McKenzie sucks as a GM option. Thank you so much, Nathan, for the super chat. Um, so I want to go through some of these, and I just very quickly I, I graded them, and we'll see. They're weighted this year a little better, and I'm I'm going to weight somebody probably different than most people. But let me walk through this really quick with you, okay? All right, do it. 2020, I got five out of nine hits in the draft, okay? I, got, right, it, it, I think it's too early to judge, but I'll go with you on this. Yeah, and that's what I'm, I, I'm, I'm recognizing completely, that this one is way too early. And you'll, okay. see, you'll see it gets a lot more harsh in last year's draft. Uh, so we got Jeff Okuda, who I think is going to be a good player still. He's, he's not had the developmental coaching, I think, this year. I think he's a first-year cornerback in the NFL. I think it's going to take him... Um, it's going to take him two to three years, like it did our warrior, Oru warrior, and uh, and any other cornerback. And Darius, NFL. I think Darius Slay is the most appropriate because remember he was wretched as a rookie, Absolutely. and he became a Pro Bowler very quickly after that. Yep. Um, and then what you're seeing from Okuda, he's the best run defender on the entire team, regardless of position. Yep. That's that's a great. I don't want to say it's a a a fallback, but it's it's a nice base to work off of. And he's gotten better at playing on the outside. He just he looks like a guy who's thinking too much, and and that's common with young young cornerbacks. It takes some time to adjust to playing at the NFL, the speed that it requires, the mental processing that it requires. I don't think he's there yet. I think that will develop. The physical talent is there. You can see it. Yes. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And I think it's he is getting the. It's for Lions fans, but maybe this is the right year for it. the best education a cornerback uh, uh, can get in the NFL. He's playing against, I mean, he's playing against Devontae Adams. Uh, he's playing against the very, very best. The NFL Andre has. Hopkins. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. very best the NFL has to offer. So this is, uh, you know what? If you're going to learn, what a year to do it. It doesn't matter so much. You're not costing the team by being out there. And the education is is unbeatable that he's getting. So Jeff Okuda, DeAndre Swift, I'm just going to say is good enough right now. Yes. Um, Aquara, more more to tell. Jonah Jackson, I think he's good right now. I think we can say yes. that he's good. Stenberg, um, not been active yet. Yeah, yeah. And that's given the the health status of the offensive line. That's a little disappointing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Quintez Cephas, I didn't put him as a great pick. The jury's out. I haven't early. He was he started to come around a little bit, but he's just not had a lot of usage. Um, we'll see what he turns into. He's he's not one of my guys. Um, Jason Huntley, whoo, superstar in Philadelphia. Um, three no. carries for 14 yards this year, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Fifth round pick that we, we, we spent and we immediately just dropped him. Right. I mean, it was, that, that was just a squandering of draft value. That was, it's, it's, I mean, when it's you don't round, have a, it's almost when you don't have a wide receiver under contract after this year and you're, you're drafting a second running back when you already have three quality ones on the roster and oh, by the way, signed Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. That that to me is is the ultimate indictment of Bob Quinn yeah. and not knowing what the hell he's doing. Yeah, no, that was that was a failure. That was an epic, ab, ab, absolute failure, a waste of capital, a fifth round capital. Blood pressure's up now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and just for just to look ahead, you know, we got Crosby and we got our Aurier in uh, the fifth round previously. So you know, this was a, this was a waste. Uh, John Penasini in the sixth, killer home run. I'm happy with that home run. Right. Yes, in a wide receiver rich draft as well, Don. 
Um, KJ Hill could have been there. Uh, and Joshon Cornell, who he got hurt, right? He got hurt. Yeah, yeah. So we don't know, but he looks like a good player, right? He looks he, like he should make a team. Yes. Yep. Detroit or elsewhere. <laughs> so early days, and and this is one of the things that's happened with a lot of Quinn's draft. They've been draft. They've been rated higher early. And then they've fallen off as time has played out. So we get to 2019. I got two out of nine picks here that he hit on. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, TJ Hawkinson is one. Yes. In a time when, in a time when tight ends were the. No, I, <laughs> um, in a time where they could have drafted Brian Burns. <laughs> um, yeah. The way they, that was never going to happen. And I was, I supported that at the time because they do not have a use for a 240 pound speed edge rusher. That's not, that doesn't fit on this defense. Yeah. They wouldn't know what to do with him. Yeah. Yeah. I hate um, that argument. It came up a lot on Sunday. One of our Just, most effective offensive players though. I don't care what you say, wide receiver, yes. whatever. So he brings more. Was he taken than- too high? Probably. Is he a good player? Yes. Those can both be true. Yep. Yep. There you go. So, and I don't mind if you take a guy too high, if you continue to hit, right? If that's fine, fine. Reach for him. If he's the guy mm-hmm. that you need for your team and, and we did need a tight end. There's no question about it. We d- yes, take, absolutely. Take the reach for the best like that. Okay. But you got to hit the rest of them. Round two, Jelani Tavai. In a time when pineapple on pizza was universally panned, we picked Jelani Tavai. Um, terrible. Terrible. Getting worse, not better, the more he plays. And that's that's you know, we yeah. talked before the show about one of the one of the themes that you'll note here, and, and I'll tease at it now. Jelani Tobai was never gonna get better than what he was when he came out. Yeah. And what he was when he came out wasn't good enough and it ain't getting better. No, no. Round two, second round pick. Just this is the th- this is the indictment of Bob Quinn. Okay. This is the indictment. All right, number three, round three. So we, we kind of choked on that Jelani Tavai pick, but we're gonna we got Hawkinson. We're gonna come back in round three. We got it. Will Harris. <laughs> Two rounds. But at least okay, in round oh four, God. we're gonna go healthy. We're gonna go with a guy that's gonna play for a lot of time. We got Austin Bryant, who I will say hasn't been terrible when he's been on the field, but he's played six games in two years. He spent more time on a stretcher than he has. <laughs> in the backfield um okay so let's see can you get can you get a worse second and third round pick than july to buy and will harris seriously and austin bryant on top of it i mean that's just another unused i mean it's lost value just poured down the drain and this is only one year ago then you get to amani or who i thought we could take in the third and still would have been a third round fucking pick excuse me than will harris yes absolutely even though we got him in the fifth just just straight up and that's when i i I thought we were then Travis Fulgham, what a great use of draft capital again, right down the Huntley train, just just top top shelf there. I mean, to 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 be fair, they gave him a lot of chances to prove himself in Detroit, and he never did squad douche. He got into Philadelphia and blew up for a short time. Oh, by the way, he has one catch in the last two weeks, and Denzel Ward physically erased him from the freaking field last weekend, like like embarrassingly good coverage on him yep um that that balloon has burst a little but fulgham did have a nice little mid-season run for philadelphia you got to give him credit for that yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um so there you go uh fulgham and i was i was overplaying a little bit again I remember, i'll never forget senior bowl because we could Robert prince talking ev- to us <laughs> we couldn't evaluate fulgham no it was it was the year before 
It was the, the, oh yeah, he, oh yeah. That, so, that's so that, that's right. He, he yes, he was he was at there. We, we asked Robert years. Prince last yeah, year at yeah. the Senior Bowl what he thought of him, and and at that point we were both like, okay, he ain't coming back. No, no he ain't making March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and and it was like we wanted. He was a guy that we were really excited about evaluating, but the quarterback play the year oh, it was, was so so. Bad. So bad. I mean, you couldn't get within five, ball within five yards of a receiver. You couldn't tell if he could catch or not. It was horrible. So yeah, it was rough. Uh, that was that was a, a tough goal for for him. Uh, okay, for follow him up with Ty Johnson, who's seen the field countless times, innumerable times, innumerable times this year. Um, innumerable. Yeah. So we're, we're we're rolling here. We got Amani and TJ so far, right? <laughs> um. Now we're down to the seventh round. Isaac Nada. He's been on the field a couple times this year. He hasn't made an impact. He's caught three passes in two years. And the indomitable P.J. Johnson defensive tackle out of Arizona. He's made huge waves in the NFL. So he was hurt when he was drafted, and he was hurt when he was here. Yeah. <laughs> That's, and yeah. I'm hurt as well. All right. Yeah, yes. So two out of nine. So we're seven out of 18 so far, if you, you take the two together. And again, I, I waited the, this 2020 draft heavier than I probably will next year. But, you know, it's early to tell. But we're being seven generous. out of 18. That's like, God, that's like Andre Drone shooting free throws. Okay. But now we get to 2018, which I don't think was a bad year. We only had six picks. Uh, Frank Ragnow out of the first. Again, great, great player. Great. A little bit of a reach, maybe, but much needed. The guy's been. Yes, a, a very good quality young center. Don't hold last week against him. He had a rotten week. Yeah, a yeah. lot of Lions had a rotten week. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, number two, carry on Johnson. Okay. He's 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 OK. Um, yes. I don't actually have him as one of my four. I have four out of six here and he's okay. not one of them. Um, really? Just because availability has been an issue for him. He's been good, not great. He's not dominated the running back role like he should have as a second overall pick. Uh, I'm just not. I uh, to, to your point there, I would say that the fact that they drafted another second-round running back and a fifth-round running back and a sixth-round running back in his stead and have also brought in other guys and, and had felt the need the, to be compelled to sign guys like Adrian Peterson – and Bo Scarborough and uh, crap, the big the big guy who couldn't run at all, Legarrette Blunt. Yep. Um, it, while Johnson was still on the roster, is a pretty scathing indictment of his ability. Yep. I want to say I got uh, third round. We got Tracy Walker, who I'm going to say is actually uh, on the on the on the positive side. He's one of the four out of the six. I think he's had a tough not year. playing well this year, but right. yes. And I will put yeah. that his first year. He showed he has the ability. I'm going to put it on scheme and coaching this year. Uh, I think he is the biggest victim of the coaching staff this year. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, Deshaun hand. If this guy, and I have him as one of the, the four, the good guys, um, if he could play, if he could get in there and and stay healthy, God, he'd be great. This could wind up falling off of that list though, and be a, a a bust because we can't get this guy in the field. Out Uh, this week. Yep. Uh, Tyrell Crosby. I have him as a win. He's a fifth round pick. Yes. And he's starting and he's playing. He's look, an average offensive uh, uh offensive lineman in the NFL is great to have yeah. because the, the yes. defensive lines are just the, the athleticism of the defensive lineman is out over the off, over the moon. If you have anything less than the average, you're, you're getting pummeled. You're getting absolutely pummeled. Your goal for your offensive line is to not have is to have a high floor. And they've got that with Tyrell Crosby. Mm-hmm. He's a high floor, low ceiling player. You can, if you have five of those guys, you have a good offensive line. Another late pick win, fifth round. 
in in in, yes. uh, in Crosby, and then we get a seventh rounder who I don't have as a win, but my guy's still playing, Nick Bodden. He's out there playing. No, he is not. still playing. Yeah, 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 he is. Okay, sorry, I, I got confused myself for a minute. Yeah, he's out there playing. I mean, he's in the NFL. He's he was hurt, right? He didn't. He he's didn't on play. IR now, mm-hmm. but he is still playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. He wasn't one of my guys, but he, you know, hey, they they pulled out a fullback who can do it in the seventh round. All right, so we'll go down to 2017 now, and here's where things get kind of ugly, because I've got a one out of nine, <laughs> nine picks, and we got one right. In 2017, one. and my by my list, nine times, we nine times, we and and nine picks we drafted. Now that's that's like what Minnesota did last year, and they killed it, right? You got a lot of picks, you got a whole bunch of picks. You're going to get guys. That's how you build a team, right? This was it. We got Jared Davis. We got Tease Tabor. Wrong, 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 wrong. wrong. Oh, let me just. Uh... <laughs> Twenty seventeen in the soundbite. Uh Kenny Galladay, number three. T Tabor, by the way, can't even get tryouts anymore. <laughs> um, like he was he was showing up on the on the transaction list for like worked out with Seattle or San Francisco or Denver or Houston. All those places tried him out this year. He's not even getting those anymore. Worked out with Novi High School. Uh <laughs> um Kenny Galladay was the hit, oh was the God. one of 2017. He's the one. Third round pick, great, yeah. great third round pick. Yep. Um, Jalen Reeves-Maben, hey, he's great. a special teams ace, but he's not. And I think he's a little bit of a a, a coaching and scheme casualty as well. He may have uh, talents in, a, in a, that we don't know about. but I, Yeah, I think I think he is a three a, a classic 4-3 will linebacker, and we just don't use that. Yeah, yeah, we may. We may in the future. It begs the question why they would take him, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Roberts, the oh, that one hurts, right? Oh God, it's great to see that his, one hurts. So Roberts was my official draft crush of that year. Now a lot of people mistake that for thinking that I thought he was going to be a great player. No, my draft crush is a guy that I really liked just studying in the draft process yeah. that I grew attached to for whatever reason. It doesn't have to be a first round pick. In fact, there's actually been a seventh round pick at one point in the past. But I really thought that that his ability in the red zone would translate well. Yeah. Um, now, now he has he's come out. Um, he had some major, major injury problems that that really stymied him. But even before the injuries really hit, he just wasn't <laughs> good. You can't take a guy who has the acceleration of a refrigerator and play him at tight end. That's right, and the suddenness of a washing machine. Sorry. Uh, yes. From from there. Uh, He's a freaking appliance, Chris. <laughs> uh, Jamal Agnew in the fifth, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not scoring him high. I'm not, I, I didn't give him a credit. Why not? It was a good pick. He, if, he, frankly, I don't think he'd play on another team. Hmm. So, <laughs> so I would say, as a return specialist, he is very hit and miss. Um, he's either great or awful. There's, he's no you very rarely get an average game from Jamal Agnew right. as a returner. Exactly. And and as a cornerback, well, he's playing offense now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, and I, not very well, by the way. Right, right. So that's I, I. I thought about him for a minute on this. Right. And I did this pretty quick, but I thought about him, and I was just like, no, I can't. I can't give him credit, even in the fifth round. He's not a win. He's just. I mean, he's on the team, but he wouldn't be anywhere else. He just wouldn't be. And and um, if he if he is, it's like what Huntley is in Philadelphia, the guy number fifty three who's a weekly inactive. Yeah, yeah. And then probably one of our greatest picks of all time, uh, Brad Kaya, sixth <laughs> round. That was a huge win in the quarterback lottery. Todd McShay's QB one, baby. Yeah, yeah. 
Let's get a guy before, let's, before that season started. You know what? I give a little credit there. If, if we need a backup quarterback to play for Matthew Stafford, we should have a guy that's as different from him as possible to ensure the receivers know that they don't have the same quarterback. We want to make sure very, very clear and plain. As a matter of fact, rumor has it that one of his passes from training camp in 2017 is about to come down for a catch any day now. He had the worst arm. He made Kellen Moore look strong armed. That's that, that's a that's an honest to god legitimate take too. <laughs> that really happened. Um, here's one that's great fun to say. Pearl Jam used to sing about him. Jeremiah Ledbetter. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, uh, I actually thought that was going to be. A, I I liked him at Arkansas. I thought he had some. That's what happened. I thought he was going to be what Deshaun Hand was, quite honestly. But that's, it, that's why we got happen. five out of nine for twenty twenty, and then two out of nine for twenty nineteen. It doesn't oh, yeah. take long for the stink to show. And then, no. last but not least, the uh, NFL all time All Pro Pat O'Connor. Pat O'Connor, pride of <laughs> Eastern Michigan. Yep. Yep. All right, and then we go back to twenty sixteen, first year for Bob Quinn. Right. Four out of ten, I got him. We got Taylor Decker, who is a great pick. I think it was another yes. offensive line. Sixteenth overall in. is is one of the sixteen best players in that draft. Yep, unquestionably. Yep. Regardless um, of how you feel about him after last week, where he had a bad week. Yep. Second uh, second pick, and this is one. This feels just so much like a Nick Fairley pick. Uh, I can't blame Quinn for this, but I didn't They're give him credit for it either. Ashawn <laughs> <laughs> Robinson, right? Ashawn Robinson. Um, so do you have him as a hit? I don't. I don't. And, okay. and and he was a good draft pick, I think. I was so excited when we fell to him, but he totally Nick Fairlead. He did not play to his potential. He he did not and he's not doing that. Well, he's hurt now, mm-hmm. so he can't do it, but um he's he's been an underwhelming guy. Um and it was interesting because back in that draft I I'll, I'll go back um you guys who know Mork on Twitter um, he was quite active back at the time, and he and I were like driving the Jaron Reed bus over Ashawn Robinson in terms of the Alabama defensive tackles. Right. Um, we were right. <laughs> Good job, Mark. I miss you, buddy. Yeah, he's still around. I see him every now and then. There we go. Love that guy. Um, and then we got let's see Graham Glasgow, who I have as a that's hit. A hit. Even That's a hit, here. for yep, sure. Yep, yep, he was a good hit. A uh, lot, lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought we went, we reached for and, him. And, and a guy who started slow but got better quickly. Yes, yep. <laughs> uh, after him, the most beautiful player on the Lions team, special teams ace, Miles Killebrew. Um, he's a hit in many ways, but not as a draft pick. <laughs> he, he takes his shirt off, man. The ladies are hitting it. Man. Um, you got Joe Dahl, who I have as a hit. You got him. Yes, fifth, fifth round. round pick. Yep, yep. He's still yeah. starting. Yep. Hell yeah, that's a that's a hit. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, a wild swing and a miss. Antoine Williams. <laughs> that's that another one that's personal. That that one personally hurts me because I I really liked Antoine Williams. I thought he was going to work, and it just didn't. <laughs> um, and then another follow up in the long long list of oh, no. success stories oh, uh, in the draft from Bob Quinn, Jake Rudock. Jake Rudock. So so I talked to Jake Rudock at the senior at the Shrine Game Shrine Game that year. I'm yeah. actually wearing the shirt. Um hey, right. from there. I think I bought it that year too. It's the Shrine Bowl uh, now, just so you Yes, know it's it. the Shrine Bowl now. <laughs> and I remember asking him um specifically about being drafted to be a backup quarterback, and he's like, Yeah, I'm pr- perfectly fine with that. And that probably should have been a sign that his aspirations weren't all that high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that. I want Chase Daniel money. Um, yeah, no, that's crazy. Uh, Anthony Zettel next, 
who was an interesting t- tree tackling guy but never panned. Uh, probably. Do you have him as a hit though? No. Okay, I would because he's a sixth round pick and he he did play I, some. I think he's still playing. He is, but he's not playing well. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so that's where I went. I, I, this is this is his fifth season as a sixth round pick. I'm gonna, I'm going to give him credit for that. Okay, for sticking around right. that long. You do that. You do that. I will. Um, then you got to go with Miles Killebrew too. Well, he's a fourth round pick though. But well, anyway, either way, special teams. He's pretty eight. though. Yeah. Um, next is probably one of the most, the, the, this is the kind of thing when you first walk in a door, you just hope you don't screw something up like this. You hope you don't screw it up. I told the, the, the story about, uh, soda and pop, how I changed over to soda here and, uh, the ridicule I gave my brother for calling it soda before I made the change. But this is the kind of error that you do not want to make in your first couple months or weeks at the job. Jimmy Landis, long snapper in the sixth round. Currently working out in the uh, training camp in the sky with T's Tabor. <laughs> Wasn't even better than converted tight end Jordan Thompson from Ohio University, who was the best. About that. <laughs> and last but not least in our Bob Quinn draft count, Dwayne Washington running back from Washington. Mm, a mess. Oh, God. If only he could run with nobody else on the field. I know. I know. So we got four out of ten, five he out and of Kalen Palash are the same freaking guy. <laughs> Nine out of twenty-five, eleven out of thirty-four, fifteen out of forty-three. So he's wow. got that thirty-three percent hit rate. That's uh so look, and so you think about wow, that's that's Shaq shooting threes, man. Yeah, <laughs> that ain't good. Yeah. And you think about it, GMs are gonna miss, right? That GMs are going to miss. You know, most, most GMs will bat between fifty and sixty percent. Right, good ones that stay employed, right? And so, yes. for your friends in the building who are telling you that Bob Quinn's not going anywhere, they may be on the crack. <laughs> this is just not a the crack. Right. I love that. I like how it's become a, a noun. Um, <laughs> That's great. Um, <laughs> This is just right. not. So a I'm, I'm going to do. I'm, I'm just doing quick behind. research in the background. So, so um, I'm going to look at the guy who I want to be the next GM. Um, I'm just going to do some very quick math. You talk okay. amongst yourselves yep. while yep. I, yep. I mentally okay. calculate this. Um, Cleveland's right. hit rate. We can take a look at that. Okay, but I'm just going to. I'm just going to tell you guys that this this hit rate no, no, is, the, is so Cleveland's hit rate is abysmal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is um, their their 2019 draft. They they might legitimately not have a single player drafted that year who plays next year. <laughs> but this is the first year for the GM, right? Yes. So, much much better this year. Right. So you don't you, you have to wait and see. You, you, they already got rid of the guy that has been choking them out. You don't want John John Dorsey? No, no. 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 no, no, no. So, um 30, you know, third 33% hit rate. I'm just going to tell you, that's not that's not a GM that's going that's going to hold on to their job, not for a long time at least. And um, I, he said he made the mistake of saying also, not only did he make the mistake of, of getting Landis in the first round and, uh, and uh, Jake Rudock in the first round, of, or the, uh, sorry, in his first draft, and really set the tone of uh, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but 2017 was just such a swing and a miss, and 2019 was such a swing and a miss. Um, this year we'll see. You know, we're, we, we, were gener- we were generous with it. Um, I'm just not so certain that this is this is a, a GM that's going to stick around. And he made the mistake of saying that he can only really draft for this kind of 
uh, a defense and this kind of a team. And he That's just correct. boxed himself in. I'm telling you, when you're at that level in an organization, the words you say absolutely matter. They carry so much more weight. He doesn't interview. He doesn't speak to the public. He doesn't get in front of the press very often. So what he and does, every word that's the thing when you talk less to the media when when we're asking you questions and you give us answers like that you better believe they carry more weight than if you're out there every other week like some other gms are or every day like jerry jones is (laughs) uh, that's a whole different ball of wax but yeah no absolutely so he's not done himself any favors uh stepping into the role it's tough and that's that's part of the savvy that you need not just in football or in a public place, but you you take a job, a leadership job in any place, your words matter. And and people read uh, a lot into your words. The higher up the chain you move, the more careful with your words you need to, you need and, to and be. And do you, do you think he's learned that in five years? I think he'll do great somewhere else. <laughs> I think he's learned a lot of lessons that are going to make him successful with another uh. Organization. So, by the way, so, so I was looking up at, at Tom Dimitrov in Atlanta as drafting. Um, he had a couple of good early drafts, but beyond that, he's not been good. No. So no. A lot of talk about Chris Spielman running around in the chat right now. Um, what, have you, what, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, his brother's done well. I just, I don't I'd rather have his brother, anyway. honestly, because his brother has experience. Um, yeah. I, I don't, Chris is a really smart guy. He's my football hero. He is my Ohio State jersey mm-hmm. that I have hanging in my closet that's right over there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I specifically for this Lions next hire, I do not want a rookie GM. I want somebody who has been it before. I am tired of guys wasting their first year and a half learning how to be a GM yep. in Detroit. I want somebody who could come in and say, yes, I've done this before. I don't need the training wheels. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think hiring somebody who has not been a GM before would be a massive, massive mistake for this team. I don't care how credentialed they are, because it's proven Bob Quinn had those credentials. Look what happened. Look at John uh, Martin stuff. Mayhew. We laughed at. Had him. he come from the outside and not been a Millen disciple, yep. would would have been that regarded. Matt Millen was wildly off off kilter at the time but a lot of people liked it They're like oh you know what? he's a really smart guy yep. he's great on tv yep but isn't that what we're saying about chris spillman yep so to kind of sum up what we're talking about here no the the point of this exercise isn't to get everyone pre-drunk for thanksgiving that's not what we're after here but the idea is to think about okay this is a team that we really need to take stock of we watched them this week on the third opportunity to really seize control of their season uh, to to do something with this season and turn it into something, fall flat, fall absolutely fat, flat, and wilt under the lights. Absolutely wilt. They don't have the moxie. They, the coach has the team. The players are, are, are with the coach and the system and the process and the pad level and all the other, <laughs> you know, things of that nature. Uh, <laughs> but it's just not, it just doesn't work. It ain't ain't working. Nope. And so, you know, these guys are a package deal. It's been, you've said it, Riz. We've heard it from a couple of different places. You take a look at the GM side and you say, okay, this is, it's time for something different. It's time for something new because they're just not getting it. He got a chance to hire his second coach. His second coach was the guy that he specifically wanted. He eschewed other more qualified candidates because because Patricia was Quinn's guy. Mm -hmm. That leaves them in. In inextricably linked, um, in my mind, and a lot of other people's minds too. Yep. yep. 
And this, you know, again, this this is where it is. So with that being said, and with th- those sort of things happening, that's what kind of sets us up for the series that we're going to talk about, as I said, about hiring and firing in the NFL, um, you know, what goes on in the interviews, um, approach how to approach the interviews, what the job actually consists of, all those kinds of things. We're going to break these things out over the next couple of weeks for you guys as the Lions get to this position. And, you know, we want you prepared for when the season ends, and this process starts. We want you to have that information in hand rather than, you know, so many times what you do is you see this show up as after the fact, right? And you hear about it as, as you know, you're kind of getting the company line or whatever the line is, the general popular line. We're trying to prepare you to make decisions on your own and, 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 and generate your own kind of consensus thoughts on, on what's worked and what's not. So, uh, and I, Brian Rizepa is going to be a great interview. I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome. His book is is great. And so we'll go with that. Um, Risden hasn't said who you pick as GM. I'm let's, let's hold on that. Do you, yeah. do you want to, I don't think you're ready, but if you are, you can throw uh, somebody out there now. We can there, revisit. I, I like Tom Dimitrov. I'm very intrigued. Um, I know there's a lot of people that are like, Oh, he came from the Patriots. He worked for 12 years in Atlanta. If you don't think that he distanced himself in that time, you're probably not going to be happy with whoever gets chosen. Quite honestly, yeah, yeah. frankly, um, he, he would be a good one. Um, I'm waiting to see who gets fired this year because there are a couple of guys who are employed now who may be moving on, who would be interesting fits in Detroit, I think. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Mike, I love you, brother. He says, hey, tomorrow starts the surge to 500. <laughs> you got to love the relentless optimism. I he's, love that, he's man. He's great, man. He is great. He's, I don't have that, in my life. but I respect it. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, let's see. I want to make sure we got through everything here. Yep, uh, cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Use the coupon code LIONS. Fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com for your gear. Amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. That's the big one. Don't forget, it's it's Black Friday coming up, so make sure to use that. And, of course, stjude.org slash DLP. Get yourself in there. Get your receipt. Get your taxes already taken care of by having your donations in there. And as it says in the top right of Riz's video, be nice. Be nice. Oh, yes. That's that's a nice note to self there, Riz. It's actually a note for everyone else, very quietly. It it is. Um, And and if you know the history, I I would encourage you to look up the Be Nice Foundation and organization. Um, It's it's an anti-suicide thing that that I've become involved with and affiliated with over the years, and I'm very proud of it. And I I wish it would take hold across the country. There's a lot of people who are struggling. I wrote about it in my 10th Senate Real GM this past week (laughs) um, and got a lot of good feedback about it. Please, 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 especially if you have kids, Make them aware. Have the uncomfortable conversation. I've had it with my kids. Um, it was uncomfortable, but it was necessary to be done. There's a lot of kids who are really, really struggling with the weight of everything that's going on around them right now about being isolated, about not being able to go on dates, not being able to have jobs, not being able to play sports, not being able to see their friends. That's tough, man. It's yeah. tough on the kids. There has been a, a, a radical uptick in suicides. We've had three of them in the, in the community that I live in, in Holland and Hamilton this week. Please take care of your kids. Please be aware of it. Have those conversations because you don't want to not have it and miss it. Yep. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, really quick before we do close it, I just want to say thank you, you know, in this time of thanks. For us Americans, and I, I see you, you folks over the pond, and uh, the other, of both ponds who are tuning in, just want to thank you for for North listening of the border too. and uh, invested in the show. It really, really does mean a lot. You know, the one thing that I'm the most proud of on this is we don't have 
and, and I'm, this isn't a rip and all risk. We don't have the USA Today. We don't have Vox. We don't have somebody else behind us. We did this ourselves. That's, that's for sure. We 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 did this ourselves and became what we are on the, you know the the blood, sweat, and tears of us guys like Riz who've who've uh, become such great friends and 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 pieces of the show, set pieces as it were, such important parts of it. Um, thank you, Riz, for everything you've done for us along the way. For everyone who listens and is part of the show, we really really mean it. You guys are the best. You are absolutely the most. You know, it's it's funny because when I started this, it was kind of fun and we we're just kind of doing it and going to run with it. And then more and more people got involved and more and more people like now it became like, well, this I, I owe it to these people. Right. Oh, my God. Right. This is going to become like a job. If this is my job, I'd be the happiest guy in the face of the earth. Dude. <laughs> I love doing this and I love all you people. Everyone I've met and been able, the things I've been able to do is we've been able to meet so many cool people out yeah. of this. We really have. Yeah. It's been awesome. You know, doing the training camp parties, seeing people at training camp, seeing people. You know, just coming up and, and just meeting people virtually to people that we don't we haven't met in person, but we feel like we really know them through the slack and through interactions and everything. That's it, it's it's really rewarding. It really is. So, yeah. so, yes, absolutely. Thank you for that. Thank you, Chris, for, for having me involved in this for however many of these I've been in. Probably <laughs> over 100 of the 300 and 306 yeah. we're at now. Yeah, 306. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's a lot of fun. So so I will thank you on behalf of everybody who's been with you for all 306 because you've been on all 306, I believe, yeah. or 305 of them anyways. <laughs> I think Ash did a solo one yeah, once. But, uh, <laughs> um, the, the fact that you've had the, the the I don't I don't even know, the gravity to to pull this all together and keep it going and, and grow it so much is, is a testament. So we all thank you very much for that. Chris. Very kind. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Thank you all. You are the best. And uh, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Get yourself some goblin. And then after, after that, it's the holiday season and the yeah. balls need squeezing. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but it did wind up becoming a drop. <laughs> I love it. All right. So don't let, don't take the game too hard tomorrow. If they win, celebrate your pants off. Seriously. If they win, forget about everything else this season. Take it and enjoy the heck out of it. Savor it. You're not, probably not going to see too many more after. <laughs> so just ride that train and enjoy the heck out of it. Thank you all. Thank you all for being you. We appreciate you guys and everything you do for for us and, and following along because it's a blast. It's an absolute ride. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Remember, we need your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback. And don't forget, every week, but this one, the Friday Game Preview, is back with the Riz and Tony Ortiz. Don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. As little as a dollar a month will get you into the Slack chat with the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. Especially now, when the team's losing, or in the offseason, when you need your Lions fixed, there's no better place. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast, and you can support the show by doing that. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast, on Twitter, D-E-T Lions Podcast. Go give us that. Don't go give us that follow right now. D-E-T Lions Podcast is the very best place to see you, though, Riz. With no pants on. <laughs> uh, Terry Strobel, remind me not to take the Riz turkey hunting. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a weak turkey. I normally do it actually quite well, but that was uh, uh, the, uh, the the KBS maple got to me there. <laughs> I do a good, a good call. All right. <laughs> Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can show up in your ear holes automatically because we'll do them all. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs>
That was better. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.